Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Cooper, and I'm happy to say today, I've got the boss here today. That doesn't happen very very often. He's always out selling properties or hunting or fishing or having a good time. But the one thing you can count uh, on with Daryl Hyman, he's always got a smile on his face. That's it right. always makes me think he's got something over on me, you know. But uh, Daryl's the broker owner of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. And Daryl, we got a couple of real special guests here in our little studio today. Would you introduce oh, these yeah. guys? I'd love to, and, and and I'm excited about this because, uh, you know, I met I met this crew a few months ago about actually building um, a build for me on a, a specialized uh, trailer camper, and they're over the top. I'm going to let them talk <laughs> about it today, but it's the coolest thing I, I've ever seen. So, yeah, uh, today in the studio we have Paul Gonzalez, uh, the founder and CEO of Expedition Trailers. Uh, he's in town from Florida. Florida uh, this week, and then we have Hayden Heap. He's uh, a part of uh, Backroads Overland Company, which uh, they're going to go into a little more detail. They make just more than one specialized trailer here for for camping, and these things are rugged. They're high end. Uh, the suspensions are over the top. I mean, it's something you could take rock crawling on a lot of the builds they do. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. So being a boy here from the Ozarks and doing a lot of fishing, I mean, they have specialized uh, trailers for kayaks, uh, for, you know, fishing things. You can specialize them for what you want. Put your fly rods in, Bill. I mean, this is oh, perfect for you're, you. You're talking my kind of stuff now. Yeah, 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 for <laughs> sure. So we have uh, a couple of their uh, models up here now at the Live in the Dream head quarters off i-44 between leesburg and cuba you can take a look at uh we'll be we'll be having some more here throughout you know what hit size on those things i need to know in case (laughs) (laughs) well we do have them chained down buddy oh (laughs) (laughs) what size hitch are those guys on those two inch Two, two inch, inch. Two inch see? pretty standard yeah and what's cool like even uh my small bronco and i have bigger trucks too but i mean it can pull these too they're really really awesome so oh, absolutely i've just driven by and taking a look but you know uh i've been a kayaker and a fisherman all my my life man and everybody's always looking for the specialized stuff make the job a little easier for them you know i can't tell you how many kayaks i've dumped out of the back of a pickup you know going down the road and have to go back and get them all like well that that, that's yeah. another thing you know that's another thing too like the build they're going to be doing for me it's got like its own pull-out kitchen trays and coolers and ice chest and it's got heat. It's got wow. air. Yeah. It's got um, a wow. three sixty awning that comes out. You can even enclose that and make a room outside of the outside of the unit. And what I like about it, even when I travel out west and I'll go up to, you know, some of the you know national park areas up in there. Sometimes you get up off road and those roads are bad. You know, you get in these aren't real big, but they're roomy and they and they're just high. You're not going to get all messed up. You know, pulling it through a bad trail exactly and boy something they got to be rough and tough i've dealt with a lot of these guys over the years done a lot of interviews written a lot of stories and they're not all 
don't all have happy endings, you know? Yes, <laughs> Pulling right. these trailers through rough well, places. And I've got to ask these guys, oh, before I forget it, just, you know, popped into my, my mind. I've got to ask them about trade-ins. I've got a 1959 homemade trailer that's probably got 3 million miles on it, you know? And, uh, well, did it, you have that in Korea? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like six different colors, you know? It, it's a dinosaur, man. It, it's a tough, tough dude. It, it's got to be antique too, so it's got to have a lot of value to it. You know, I right, think it'd be a right. good good trade in possibility. Oh, <laughs> they don't look too excited. Though. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to ask the question. We'll have to take a look at it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> picture's worth a thousand words. Man. I'll, yeah. I'll send you one. <laughs> All trades considered. Uh, uh, absolutely. Well. Uh, Let's delve into the history of this. How did this all come about? And I, that's one of the first questions I always ask your types, people that are innovative, people who got dreams, people that witnessed a lot of things that they think need improved. And that's often the stimulating factor for a business like this. So what's your guy's story? So uh, I'll kind of start off, uh, you know, whenever I had started Backroads, um, you know, I was actually in Phoenix, Arizona at the time. You know, oh, I, I was born and raised in Stillville, lived there almost my whole life. Um, but uh, at the time, I was out in Phoenix, and, and I had worked, uh, you know, just some regular, uh, you know, white-collar jobs, blue-collar jobs. And uh, eventually, I just decided, hey, I'm going to build me a trailer. And I wanted it to be able to do anything and everything that I wanted to do with it because I loved off-road. And, uh, you know, kind of tying back to what I enjoyed about back home was back roads. And so that's actually part of where that name come from. Um, yeah, we got plenty of those. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, that was, that was the favorite Just thing to do as a kid. I can is, attest to that. I've been on all of them. I was a UPS driver <laughs> for 34 years. Yep. So, so at the time I, I didn't intend on coming back to Missouri with all this. Um, and so I wanted to have something that kind of tied back to, you know, what I enjoyed and, and kind of my roots a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, and, Long story short, it actually ended up giving me the opportunity to move back home. Um, wow. And as I was here, started kind of getting my, you know, my boots on the ground and established back here in the state. Um, and I'd, I'd found uh, Paul on Expedition Trailers. Um, just kind of sent him an email that says, hey, you know, I see you guys specialize in these sort of trailers and and just see if you're interested in my product. I mean, just like that. Paul's he's on the phone. We're talking. And right then and there, I was like, okay, these are good people. You know, these are the type of people I want to work with. So, um, you know, and that's just, I mean, a, a scratch in the paint as to what's come of it, you know, since. And, and now we're, you know, our headquarters, we're sharing the same headquarters and, and just turning out a lot of amazing groundbreaking stuff, you know, that, that you don't see on the market right now. Um, you know, and really custom too. I oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you can customize this for whatever your gig is, whatever you're into. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And how long ago has this been that you guys partnered up then? Um, that's two years now. Two two years yeah. under the belt already. Yep. Does it feel like ten or anything? Or <laughs> it's <laughs> it like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Paul, what is, what is your background? And you're up from Florida, so yep, Sunshine State. Uh, born and raised. And uh, when I got into it, actually my similar story, but it goes back a little bit because I got into overlanding back in 2015 and I visited the first overland expo in Asheville, North Carolina. And when I got there, I was just blown away. Yeah. I got bit by the, you know, by the bug. It's how that saying goes, right? <laughs> um, and 
back then there was only a handful of guys making those little bucket trailers, yeah, yeah, you know, right. little cargo haulers, you know, and, and that, even then that to me was mind blowing. Right. 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 You know, fast forward to COVID. Um, I always knew I wanted to get into it somehow, some way, right. <laughs> Life got in the way, of course. Of course. Oh yeah. And then, um, so we fast forward and it was, uh, right before COVID and we had gone, my wife and I had gone up to the expo out in Utah and I knew then I said, that's it. I'm ready to pull the trigger on this thing. Yeah. You know, and that was about a year later, I actually formed the company and I said, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Uh, now my background is real estate and development. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, all right, well, I got, I have some partners that I work with in that. And they knew that all that had gone by the wayside after, you know, the slump and all that stuff and everything. And I said, I'm going to get back into doing something. We started building spec houses and stuff out throughout the Florida Keys and stuff. Yeah. And that's where oh, I got all that. I need to talk to him. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. And then um, this one, uh, one day I said, I'm, I'm pulling the trigger on this. My, you know, my investors, my buddies and stuff and said, well, hell I'm in. Yeah. You know, whatever it is, let's do it. You know? And I'm like, um, well, I was thinking about maybe building four or five of these things a year. <laughs> well, that know? changed. That changed. <laughs> you know? And I said, well, I'm going to start off like this. And then, yeah. then it turned into like, well, you know, South Florida is really not known for overlanding or flat. You know, we really, it's not the Midwest or out right. west, you know? Um, so I said, all right, I think we, we need to do is do a dealership. Be the first one in Florida. You're either the pioneer or you're late to the game, I always tell everybody, right? So I said, all right, I think this would be a good fit. Let's put the dealership in. We started it a year later is when, when I ran into him, and I said, uh, all right, man, I, I think you're on the right page. We just need to turn it up a little bit. <laughs> well, the funny the and, funny thing is, like, where I live, Paul, you know, which is right by your shop here in Missouri, yeah, not very far, and it was the old, you know, firehouse you guys bought, and I'm, yep. and I'm driving by, and I heard some guy from out of state bought it to, like, do classic car restoration, of course, typical small-town baloney, right? Dying to talk, right? Yeah. So I'm driving by one day, and I come down through there, and I'm like, expedition trailers off, you know, uh, back roads, off tracks, and I'm man, I've seen those. I go, maybe that guy just likes those trailers. I don't know why those logos are <laughs> out there. <laughs> so I, 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 and I had seen your stuff before and I'm like, man, this is really cool and high end. And then I stopped in one day and I run into Hayden. I go, Hey, what do you, what do you do here? You know? And he goes, Oh, we make these trailers. So I went in and he gave me a tour. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever, you know? And, uh, I gotta tell you, Daryl has a, uncovered a lot of his talent that he deals with in his yeah. lifetime. But being nosy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm happy he, would, he did it. Yeah. A lot of oh. my top agents, I just meet at gas stations or out. Oh, yeah. I laugh whatever. all the time the yeah. way he rounds people up. But, you know, that that's his personality type. And, and it's worked well for him. But back to this trailer situation and the, kind of the marriage that is taking place here, it looks like it's a, a, a good bond for both of you. But... You used the term outlanding. A lot of people probably don't really know what that is. And you're going to laugh Overlanding. at me. I've yeah. been in the outdoor communications business for almost 54 years now. And I wrote my first article using the word outlanding about really? three years ago. Yeah. yeah I'd never, I never, didn't heard, know of what, never yeah. heard of it. Didn't know what it was. Yeah. Can you kind of explain that to us, Paul? Outlanding and, uh, or overlanding more commonly known as, I think, 
um, it's a term that's been that just recently. I, I would I'll I say don't know what. <laughs> so, you're not bad. so back in 2015, it was being used. The expo used it, you know. Um, and back then, then no one even really knew what it was. I wonder if it wasn't until, taking credit it for wasn't until coining COVID. that word. <laughs> well, you might jump was, on that, Paul. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't until really COVID uh, that once that hit, it's what it, when it really got traction. Um, and, you know, everyone says it's about, it's not just about the destination, you know, or the destination and the journey and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's, you know, b- vehicle-based, you know, and that's kind of grown. You know, we call it the evolution of overlanding, you know, because it usually starts with a vehicle of some kind. And back then, I mean, it's older than time. I mean, people have been doing it since, yeah. you know, uh, really, we, we're many, we've caught up. We have caught up in a very short period of time. We've caught up to, you know, the folks in, our, in Australia and South Africa. That's where it all really originated yeah. Back then. Interesting because I kind of considered myself a wordsmith, so I did a little research and yes. found out overlanding. Yeah, used so, a lot that yeah. term in Australia. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it, it sounds like it would be a word that would come from some well, exotic and, place. And, and these <laughs> are the kind you can take to the middle of Australia in the outback and go anywhere you want to go with them. That that's the greatest thing. Like if anyone's had like a normal camper, like run of the mill type brands, you're always like, well, I can't go down that road. Or if I go down there, the thing's going to fall apart. I mean, for the most part, they're not built really well. And that's what's 100%. the cool thing about these is that they're they're over the top. And, yeah, and what are some of the, you know, specialty type things that you guys add on on some of the custom builds you've done? Get, tell us a little bit about that, Hayden. So, you know, kind of from the ground up to your point as to where you want to be able to go and, and being able to go there comfortably as far as not worrying about your trailer falling apart. You know, the suspension – kind of tying back to you know uh, australia we, we get that uh, actually from australia you know it's a company called cruise master um and we're running their top of the line suspension you know it's a true rock crawling suspension it and is. they marketed as so because you know it's been proven time and time again they've they've pioneered you know the the type of suspension we use it's all independent trailing arm um it's got you know dual gas struts on each arm coil spring it's unbelievably stout Wow. You know, and, and they've just continued to make it better and better and better, you know, and, and we pair that up with a, uh, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about the two inch ball coupler earlier, you know, we don't, we don't use anything like that on the off-road stuff because what they have to offer is just so superior. You know, it's a, it, it, it's kind of like a, a, a panel hitch on steroids. You know what I mean? It's a stainless steel pin that's machined with a super tight tolerance to lock in to where you could roll that trailer over 10 times and it ain't never going to bind up your truck. Yeah. You know, it is, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, even got a built in parking brake on it. Like it's stuff that you just don't see here in America, you know, because they have such a need for it there. And, and now it's, it's kind of flooding over here, but it, it's just really cool to see some of that stuff that like they, they need it because of the conditions that they're in. And now we're able to kind of bring that over into the States and, and really show off what we're capable of. You know what I mean? Well, um, I think you need to change your name and call them buff trailers. Buff. <laughs> 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 Muscled up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Muscled up trailer. Yeah. It, it, you know, all that stuff's got to have a home, you know, and so like kind of going into our chassis, everything is is extremely high quality as far as the cuts, the holes, even to the point of, you know, a lot of people are just doing a, a, a textured coating or powder coat. Well, guess what? The first rock chip. We're out here in the Midwest. You get road salts, and you know, all of a sudden, you ain't got no trailer frame in a few years. You know, we do hot dip galvanize on everything. 
So not only the outside, but also the inside of the chassis is coated by a a zinc coating. You know, it's, it's put in a bath that if I remember correctly, is a little over 500 degrees, you know, it's molten zinc. And so it's going to coat that chassis really well. Typically you get a 75 year life expectancy out of that coating. So, Oh, a smoke. Exactly. You know, you ain't never going to have to worry about your, your trailer falling apart on you as long you, as you're you going to buy live. this one, you're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds like, have, have you got it for short-term people? You know, I'm, I'm going to be 75 years old. I don't, I don't think I need one that will last me those 75 years. Well, good I thing is, my maybe, maybe hey, 20 years. Yeah, maybe yeah. 20 years. <laughs> hey, guys, hold those thoughts. We're going to take a short break, folks, here, but don't go away. We'll be right back. We've got some more exciting information coming from these guys. I think you'll enjoy it. Hi, I'm Steve Stoltz with Drury Outdoors, and you're listening to Living the Dream Outdoors podcast with Phil Cooper and Hunter Heineman. Slow down and enjoy the simple things in life. Welcome to Huzal Valley Resort, providing family fun since 1979. They offer floating, and you can choose from canoes, rafts, kayaks, and inner tubes on a beautiful, crystal clear Huzal River. Lodging, let us be your home away from home. Choose from a variety of lodging units while still enjoying the great outdoors. With over two and a half miles of river camping on the crystal clear Huzal, we're sure you and your family will find the perfect spot to pitch your tent or park your RV. Have fun and let us help you get the most of your stay. Check out our guided trail rides and Karen's Cafe menu. There's something for everyone at Who's All. There's a campground store on site that has everything you need for your trip. Whether you're in need of gear, grub, or something else, chances are they've got it. And their campground has RV sites and primitive sites for all your camping needs. If you like the adventures of camping with a cozy bed at night, we have a variety of different lodging units to choose from. But who's all valley? There's always something going on out there. Check them out on Facebook, or if you want to make a reservation, simply call 1-800-367-4516. Hi, folks. It's Aaron Jeffries with the Missouri Department of Conservation with a little habitat hint here. no surprise, uh, we are in the middle of a pretty severe drought across most of mid-Missouri. Uh, would encourage folks to take a look at diversifying their grazing systems. Uh, right now, the department, NRCS, and other partners do have cost share available for the establishment of native form season grasses for grazing and haying purposes. What a great program, what a wonderful way of diversifying your grazing system and actually having a drought-tolerant, productive grass in the months of June, July, and August. If you're looking for more information, would encourage you to go to the Missouri Department of Conservation's website at mdc.mo.gov. And in the upper right-hand corner is Contacts. Go to your county and find your private land conservationist for your county uh, to set up a meeting to look at ways that you can improve your property, not only for wildlife, but also forage production for your cattle. Hey, everybody. This is Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. Check out my buddy's podcast show, Living the Dream Outdoors with Bill Cooper and Hunter Hindman. 
You're really going to enjoy this week's show. Welcome back to Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast. I'm Bill Cooper, and we've had a good time here in the studio this morning. Got broker owner of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties with us, Daryl Hyman. It's always good to have Daryl here. It's good to be here. Uh, Hey, you're a hard man to chase down. I I don't know if you really worked that hard or you just tied out a lot. I'm going to be honest. I worked that hard. I I got got like, you know, 50 plus agents who keep me hopping. Oh, my gosh. They're busy, busy, busy. So, uh, and you can you guys imagine when I first met him, what? I mean, years ago oh my gosh so Back my, when i started here probably you know 2011 probably yeah the guy's trying to get me to build a real estate agent. i said no 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 you, <laughs> you do not want this guy to build i'd get fired when first month goes i'd be skipping out and going fishing well i'm actually <laughs> glad you talked me out of that <laughs> <laughs> he found out how really smart i was you know <laughs> hey but we're glad to have paul gonzalez and hayden he with us this morning from the expedition trailers and <laughs> These guys make my head spin. They're technical dudes. They've got a head full of information. Yeah, if you if um, actually what everybody needs to do is take a look at this because I was so super impressed. But guys, what is the what is your website that somebody could go see some of your products? Uh, well, there's two specific websites, okay. um, and I think they should visit them both. But um, expeditiontrailers.com, okay, is where you'll have a combination of the different uh, trailer series, and then there's Backroads Overland. Yep. Um, Dot yeah. com. Yeah. And if you look at those, they're cool. And you have, uh, I mean, if a guy's an outdoorsman like we are, Bill, you know, um, <clears throat> there's something for everybody here, whether you're a fisherman, a hunter, you know, just you just want to go out in the middle of nowhere and camp. I mean, it's really, really cool. Uh, we haven't really done it yet, but I talked to these guys too. And we might even offer a couple up here, you know, that live in the dream owns and put them on a rental basis for people coming down through here. You know, want to take them out for a week and check them out and go to the Mark Twain National Forest and all these places like spectacular and fish idea. and hunt. Yeah. I mean, it's just so popular now. People wanting to do that. Uh, it's a neat deal. But so expeditiontrailers.com. Yep. And then backroads overland. Yeah. Backroads overland co.com. Uh, co.com. And then. You know, by phone, you can reach either one of us at uh, 573-743-3333. Well, these, what you guys are talking about really intrigues me because, you know, I've been around for a while and I have camped out and everything from a plastic garbage bag <laughs> to the Hilton. You know. And that wasn't planned, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it's kind of a long story, but I first floated the Merrimack River here when I was in college back in the early 70s. And uh, my wife at the time was a little bitty gal, weighed about 110 pounds, soaking wet. And her best friend was a gal that was six foot five and weighed about, <laughs> mm, I won't say, but. <laughs> but more than her. Uh, about three times. Yeah, yeah. About three times. She, she <laughs> should have played football for Mizzou's, all I can say. But we decided we were going to make a float trip down here. Well, I hope she's not listening. I hope she's I'll tell her call Daryl Hyman. <laughs> but we're going to do a float trip down here. It's cool weather towards the end of October. And my wife's brother was also a little fellow, weighed about 140 pounds. We had no choice but to put him in canoe with the other young lady. And he still tells the story to this day about the float trip that he made. He was in the back of the canoe, and he couldn't reach the water with his paddle because the young lady <laughs> was sitting in the front of the canoe. But long, long story short, we come around the bend. and the, the, the back end of the canoe up out of the water? Or what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it made it he real. He a nine-foot paddle. Yeah. It made it real difficult to maneuver that Big canoe. old 12-foot push pole going yeah. down a Merrimack. 
<laughs> so anyway, man, we floated three or four miles. We come around a corner, and this huge log laid across the river had been sawed off, and we smacked it pretty good. And we were experienced canoers, and I just immediately headed for the bank. And the wife said, "What are you doing?" I said, "They're not going to make it. <laughs> Let's hit the bank." And sure enough, they hit that sawed-off log broadside, and Tommy. Uh, he saw what was coming. He just jumped out. <laughs> but this gal, she couldn't move too fast. Top of her head was the first thing that hit the water. So anyway, it's cold and it's drizzling rain, and we get out and we build a little fire, and the gal said, put up the tent. We didn't bring a tent. <laughs> so I, my wife and I slept under our canoe with black garbage bags draped over it, slept dry. Well, the other lady took up the space, um, all the space under the other canoe, and Tommy slept out on the gravel bar in a black garbage bag with holes cut for arms and his head, face up in the rain all night long. Well, Jeez. I, I uh, you know, we're not fat shaming anybody here, but I do have a, a funny story about, you know, bigger guys in canoes. And I'm kind of a bigger guy myself, right? So uh, my wife, you know, Tammy, who you know very well, is like 110 pounds soaking wet. Yeah, and, yeah. and so is our son, Hayden. And uh, Paige is a little bigger than Hayden. Okay. <laughs> and uh, we were floating on the, uh, you are no, we were on the, we were on the Hoosa and oh. uh, it was in the summer. So you know how the Hoosa can get, it can be really low, you know? And so me and Paige were like, Hey, we're, we're all talking who's floating with who. And I, I go, well, Paige, you come, you hop in with me. We'll go in my canoe and that'd be good. And Tammy goes, well, uh, you know, I think it'd probably be better if Hayden went with you, Daryl and, and Paige went with me. And then, uh, and we're like, <laughs> why? And well, the water's kind of low. And we're like, are you calling us fat? Are you calling us fat? Now that's bullshit. So we went ahead and floated together, but about a mile down the river, after having to drag a little bit, we did switch spots. <laughs> and it was mainly because of my size. I'm just saying, I was the guy in the back of the canoe, and the front was hanging up. You know? uh-huh. Well, I tell you, fortunately for us, Darrell, we're sitting here with these guys from Expedition Trailers. They can upgrade. Our black garbage bags. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Actually, that that would be cool. Um, hey, you you know I've done a few tours now at the, and if you get a chance to call these guys and, and just go see how they build and what they do, because they're usually doing a custom build for somebody all over the country. But uh, uh, tell us a little bit about like, I mean, we know the the suspension's good. I mean, it, it looks like a big rock crawler the way the shocks and everything are, but. Tell us about some of the other stuff you had, because I was real impressed with the, the way the kitchen pops out. You even have, I mean, everything in there. Just tell us about some of that stuff. Yeah, so kind of like going back to the design, we we don't cut corners, period, no matter from design to production. Like it is, and that and that's part of why we do custom stuff is so it can be done right every single time. Um, you know, I know we talked on the, the suspension and the chassis, kind of moving up from there. Everything is either aluminum or stainless. You know, so it's it's the highest quality stuff you can get. And everything is, it, it's there for a reason. You know, the idea is if you want to go out on just the weekends or if you travel weeks or months at a time, everything's going to be in the spot, you know. So there's no hassle as far as all that goes. It, it's meant to be a home away from home. You know, so even the wife, when she goes to cook supper, if, if that be the case, some people travel alone, some people just the dog. But, you know, there's no hassle with setup, breakdown, to your point where yeah. you can just jump in and, and get out of the rain. You don't have to worry about trying to pitch a tent or nothing like that, you know, and really with all the models, even the ones with the rooftop tents, 
it's super easy. You're set up within usually 30 to 60 seconds out of the rain, ready to go to bed. Well, your, your specialty fishing one, which, uh, and again, these guys have stuff they can build from some really good pricing points up to as high as you want to go, you know, but, uh, the new, the kayak specialty fly fisherman things you guys are working on that I saw the other day, that was really unique too, because, you know, and again, the older I get, the less I want to put a tent together and all that. And I'm Absolutely. down there and Paul's like, Hey, let, let's open this up. And Hey, and they get up there, start opening up the tent. And it literally took less than what a minute. I mean, yeah. the thing popped right up, had two yep. things and it's ready to go. Nice mat. And the thing I'm like, okay, I can do that. You know, that was pretty cool. Well, I got to wonder about age group who buys these things, you know, and I know there's the fancy kayakers, the guys that are into the tournaments, it's spending 10 grand plus on a kayak with all the bells and whistles on it, you know. Now, those guys going to want to protect their investment. I don't think they would want to rent my 59 trailer to haul <laughs> the thing on, you know. No. <laughs> but, yeah. but you guys sound like you're, you got all the angles covered and I'm sure you've, tested these things yourselves you've looked at probably millions of other trailers is there anything else i'm not trying to get you advertised for somebody else but anything out there even comparable to what you guys are building i haven't seen anything like that and i've looked at a lot of i mean there's a lot of trailers there are there are similarities right? right and it's catching on everyone i think is is finally grasping the concept that if you're using the best product out there you know because at the end of the day, we say it all the time. We're not in the warranty business, you know, so we'd want to build it so that you don't call me. Yeah, that's you a know? good, that's a good thing. Boy, right you, absolutely. Yeah. You can keep building uh, instead of answering the phone. Well, I and, understand uh, that. Like the heat system, which really impressed me and I forgot, you know, what model it was or how it worked. But the cool, I'm like, like a lot of campers, you know, like for me, I'll use mine a lot of times going waterfowl hunt. It'll be like, we're, you know, right now we're doing this at the end of January. You know, we're here in early February. We just had an ice storm and what everything else. And he's like, oh, no, you ain't going to have to worry about anything freezing in here. And I'm like, what? And yeah. He goes, no, you don't have to worry. I mean, the way it's set up. So how does that work, you know, with the heat and the water lines and everything you have in there? Yeah, so we can we can throw a winter package on, especially the back roads. It's a true four-season trailer out of the box. You know, it's it's got the highest uh, R-rated R installation in it that you're going to find in that category of trailer. Um, and then to, like you said, Daryl, to the point of water, you know, when you throw that winter package on there, you're going to protect your tank from freezing and you're going to protect all your water lines from freezing. So literally you just go into your, your screen that controls the entire trailer, or you can even control it from your phone. Like it's unbelievable. From your phone. Yeah. yeah. It's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and you just, all you do is hit that one button to turn on your, your water protection. That's it. It's, it's all, it, it regulates itself to where when that water temperature hits a certain degree, it's going to kick on. As soon as it reaches that, you know, that optimal temperature, it kicks back off. Where were you guys 40 years ago and almost died in a 10 or a duck hunt trip? <laughs> 10 mile pond. Oh, there, no 10 mile I was pond. down there. Yeah. It was like seven degrees. This friend and I decided to go duck hunting, man. I mean, of course, we were young and buff then. We broke ice with sledgehammers, you know, but we slept in a tent that night. And I don't know where the water came from, but we got water in our tent and woke up next morning. We we're tempting to uh, get into our waders and our boots. They're block ice, frozen. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like when you were younger, you didn't think through a whole lot. I mean, I've heard a story about camping under a, a trash bag <laughs> and now a tent with water in it. I mean, I well, don't know what you You got to understand, though. back in those days, I was fresh back from Cambodia, and 
A garbage bag sound like an upgrade, man. <laughs> <laughs> I spent days in a foxhole with water up to my eyelids. That's, this, you know? is how, this is how Cooper got in the National Fishing <laughs> Hall of Fame was from all these crazy stories. Yeah, all the catastrophes, you know. <laughs> he didn't catch any fish, but he's got some killer stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you, I, I didn't make it into Fishing the Hall of Fame as a fisherman. I made it in as a storyteller <laughs> aren't you getting inducted into something else here shortly yeah legends of the outdoors hall of fame that's out of tennessee gary mason yeah started a number of years ago pretty intriguing so i don't know how this stuff happens uh, you know this stuff begins to happen as you get older all the possible inductees have either died or, <laughs> or in mental institutions you know? I, I was just a freshman they, so what's, they what's it called legacy what it's legends of the outdoors national hall of fame okay and uh, it again recognizes people that have an influence on the hunting fishing outdoor recreation industry across the country and i've written all right at 6,000 articles in my lifetime besides the radio and the TV and the right, podcasts right, and right. things just keeping better. You know, this is one of the most exciting things I've ever done is just living dream outdoor podcast. You know, a lot of people, Daryl. Oh, well, you know, we have fun too. And, and that's in August. I'll be down there. So that will be kind of cool. I did get an invite, so I'm showing you up did. for that, Cooper. Good. Oh, I'll have to be careful what I say about you then. Uh, I know. Yeah, for sure. No, but yeah, cool. it's all, all. We could, We should take an expedition uh, trailer down there. Hey, we should. We could camp out on Bass Pro parking lot. Yeah, you can leave your trash bag at home. <laughs> <laughs> I always carry a trash bag, man. That's emergency emergency supplies for sure, man. But yeah, great things happening right here. Cuba, Missouri. Cherryville, Missouri, you guys are, are set up at. Yes, sir. Yep. Wow. Yeah, not many people have heard of that town. Yeah. That's it's one reason place. I live down there. You know, you blink, you're through it. You <laughs> exactly. <know? laughs> yeah. I, I got a great story about Cherryville, too. I just gone past y'all's place before it was there many years ago, pouring down rain. This big turkey gobbler flies up out of the, I don't know where it came, out of the road ditch, I guess. Had two windshields, knocked one of them out, windshield turkey and all. Came right in on top of me, man. And I was soaking wet within. 30 seconds is raining so hard. <laughs> I'd call my boss, bring me another truck. Bless his heart. I hated that dude. He, had, he about drowned driving my truck. Was that back. right in town off the night, Highway 19? or uh, 49. Oh, 49. Yeah, yeah. yeah Going down yeah. to Dillard, huh? Yeah, yeah. I could have even used one of those trailers. And they used to give us trailers to pull behind the UPS truck, too. I wasn't very proud of those yeah. either, man. You might talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> that would laugh. Well, that'd be great. But you guys right. don't even have four-wheel drive in those trucks. No, 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 no. We, they used to send us out. Back in the old days, they wouldn't even close down until the interstates closed down, you know. We flipped more trucks, slid off more ditches, and <laughs> set a world record for uh, uh, towing bills, I think, in 1982. We didn't see the ground for 72 days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, what um, was up? Uh, Hayden, while we were talking about all the stuff on the trailers, like the uh, – it's just dawned on me. <clears throat> the communication. I don't hit like a radio, but it's also got the communications in there, so – like the radios what is yeah so it, it, we can really do back to kind of how custom we can go you know we've we're working on some different projects with guys that do like disaster recovery and they're having to communicate with you know first responders on different types of frequencies you know everything to just a regular same frequency as what a walkie-talkie works on or ham or anything that you're gonna need we can put in there you now, know? well you got a firefighter background right yes. yep. so that's where i'm assuming some of this these ideas come from and yeah i kind of get a lot of ideas from there and really just to kind of thinking outside of the box you know we we don't look at it as a, a, a big box manufacturer standpoint as to you know what can we do 10x to try and save us some time and some money 
sure. and just push these out the door. No, that's not us. You know, sure. it, it don't matter how long your build's going to take us. We want it to be exactly what you pay for. Hey, that's a great thing about America. I still believe in the good American ingenuity, and we've seen individuals like yourself do great, great things over the decades. And hey, whether it started in the garage or you know our old fire department building, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but golly, what a product! I can't wait to get to look at these things up close and personal, particularly those things with the fly rod rack on them. You know, you I go. got a ton of fly rods. I bet you don't have enough holes on them to take all my fly rods. <laughs> How many can you fish with? Me? Yeah. Six at a time. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Okay. Oh, you, what do you use? Your, your both legs? And- no. I have a friend, Mr. Mark Van Patten, one of the most famous fly fishermen in the world. In fact, last year I got him inducted in the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame. Yeah. Mark, uh, gosh, I wish I'd tell his whole life story, but he, he came from uh, Los Angeles, uh, he ran away when he's 12 years old because both parents were druggies and he hitchhiked to Lebanon, Missouri. Had grandparents lived out south of there, uh-huh. found them. They raised him, made a fly fisherman out of him. He's written books, TV programs, and he's fought cancer for quite a long time, but he's still working as a park ranger in the summertime down on Current River. I watched him do a demonstration a couple years ago, six fly rods at one time. He could cast all six of them more beautifully than I could cast one. Incredible individual. I've heard his name, Bill. Was it because he's a writer, or did he ever have his own rods he, he made? Or He never made his own uh, rods, but uh, he, well, he was the father of the Stream Teams program oh, in Missouri. Yeah. He started it back in Waynesville way back uh, when, Stream Team number one. Today, there's almost 7,000 of them. Yeah, that's a good deal there. Yeah, it really is. Well, guys, man, this has been great fun. I hope this won't be the last time you'll come and talk to us. But once again, tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you. So, yeah, you can can reach either of us by going to one of the websites. Um, You know, there's tons of contact links, emails, and, and, and again, the phone number is the same for the both of us, 573-743-3333. You'll either be talking to myself, Paul, or, uh, you know, our foreman there at the shop, Austin. Um, Tight-knit group, you know, everything from sales to just any kind of questions you might have, you're going to be dealing with, you know, the best of the best. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, and that's the thing too, you know, any kind of service, that sort of thing, we're going to provide that for you as well. If you're a local that's need, needing a, a quick upgrade or something fixed on your trailer, anything from a toy hauler to just a flatbed, just give us a call. And what's that number again? 573-743-3333. And you can go to backwoodsoverlandco.com. And Paul, what was the expedition? trailers.com Yeah. Wow. Check it out. Go on there and look at their stuff. You're going to be super impressed. I couldn't have been more impressed. So. Absolutely. I can't wait to get my hands on one of those things. Boss, tell people how they can get a hold of you. Oh, well, you can reach us at 855-BY-DIRT. That's 855-BY-DIRT anytime. And again, we have uh, a couple demos up here now you can look at. Uh, There'll be some other ones up here from time to time. You'll see them out there by the deer blinds we got for sale at the headquarters here. Uh, Just stop by anytime. We'd love to see you. And of course, you can always look at our our land, which has great places where you can take these type of uh, trailers to. And a lot of people, you know, they'll buy a piece of land, 40, 50, however many acres, and they're going to buy build a house later. This is a perfect situation for them to put something on that land they can get to and have almost the comforts of home really uh, whatever they need and then uh, build something later if they want to build a cabin but if you go to our website at livingthedreamland.com that's livingthedreamland.com we have like currently well over 350 plus listings in and around you know five states here that they need to take a look at 
Well, folks, I can guarantee you all of us here at Living a Dream Outdoors, we're living our outdoor dreams. We encourage you to get outdoors and live your dreams as well. I'm Bill Cooper. Captain Brian Wilson runs one of the tightest boat fishing operations in the business. Stainwater Boat Fishing operates out of Jerome, Missouri and the beautiful Missouri Ozarks. They cover most Ozark streams and lakes. You haven't lived until you've searched Ozark waters during the night with Stainwater Boat Fishing while looking for giant gar, carp, and buffalo. Captain Wilson also runs a second boat on Tanicomo Lake. Call today to book a trip with Stainwater Boat Fishing at 573 573- 263-8016. Again, that's 573-263-8016. Be sure and shoot straight. Hey guys, this is Frank Cox with Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Hey, have you ever considered a career in real estate? If you have, but you don't have your license, this is your opportunity. So each month, the Living the Dream Outdoor Properties team is giving away a free seat to the online training that you need to take in order to get your real estate license. We would love to have you join our team. All you got to do is go to our website, livingthedreamland.com, and then click on the Our Team button, and then click on the one that comes up under that that says Join Our Team. On that page, there's an application form. Just simply fill that out and get in contact with a member of our team, and I'll be giving you a call. We appreciate you, and uh, good luck. The Live in the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by Live in the Dream Outdoor Properties, The Fly Rod Journals, SmokerBuilder.com, Cowtown USA, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, Stained Water Bow Fishing, Scenic Rivers Guide Service and Tours, Huzzah Valley Resort, Pico Lures, Devil's Backbone Outfitters, the Fallen Outdoors, Ledco Sinkers and Lure Company, Turnbow Outdoors, J&J Charters, Kaufman Cove, Alaska, Big Ed's Guide Service, Bean Creek Game Calls, Misty Mountain Guide Service, ASO Guides and Outfitters with Ryan Walker, On the Hook TV, Expedition Trailers, The Rambling Angler, and Rich's Famous Burgers. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales 
unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.